0: Brooke Pryor from ESPN about to sit down. Their headphones right there. People, uh, people are excited for the Super Bowl. They're excited to hear you to see you. Oh no! Be, oh, yeah, oh yes! Okay. Oh yes!
1: I don't know. I don't know why they're so excited. Is there a football game or something?
0: No, it's a concert. Soon? It is a concert. We're gonna actually. It's not even. It, it's Usher, but it's really Taylor.
1: It is. What if Justin Bieber shows up on stage at halftime? Like, that's my sneaky, I think it could happen. And his name is neither Usher nor Taylor Swift. I have, I'm not allowed to bet as an ESPN employee, and I don't even know if there are odds on that. You can't
0: even, they're all doing commercials for
1: ESPN bet. I know. And I, and I can't. And you know what's even funnier? My husband works for DraftKings, and I, okay, but if we're being honest. I like honesty. I I have, I have placed one sports bet in my Mm -hmm. entire life. And I went in with two other girls on a Vegas trip, and we put, I think I threw, like, 20 bucks in in a pool for the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl because we were looking for, like, oh, these are pretty good odds. Like, maybe Mm -hmm. they could win. Um, I am not a math person. Right. And so, therefore, I I have learned that sports betting is a lot of math, and I just It it is math, yes. Yes. And so I just prefer to not. (laughs) If If I can just not do math... I'm going to do that, and I would prefer my version of gambling right. is buying something that's like final sale when I'm online shopping. Perfect. That is how I gamble. <laughs> that, that, to me, is the biggest risk I'm going to take. There is less math. It calculates it for me at checkout what the discount is, and that, that's all I'm going to do. That's burned me, Brooke. That has burned me <laughs> with the Christmas season. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I have a pair of sunglasses that are sitting on my porch right now that are waiting for me that were final sale. So I hope I like them, ah. but look, it was it was a saleable sale. I couldn't pass it up. Sixty percent off. What are you going to do? That's t- risk.
0: T- totally, totally understand. To- absolutely get it. I'm also, even though uh, we do it every day, right? Every single day on this program, we have a segment where we place bets, right? When when I have have actual money on the line, it does not increase my enjoyment of the game. It actually takes away yeah, from my fun. enjoyment of the game two times I've been to Vegas I, this I, I don't like the casino right I'm not a blackjack or a card player or a roulette wheel spinner or nope. slot machine person uh so uh, what I'll do is I'll go to the sports book I'll place I don't know 12 wh- wh- however however many bets and then I go and do other things That's and then at fun. the end of the day I how did I do surprise you I got do? some money yeah exactly
1: I played craps uh went to Vegas for Steelers raiders at the beginning okay. of the season is my husband's birthday. He has been like very into watching videos of guys playing blackjack, craps, you name it. Scouting. Yes, he he he's been very <laughs> like he, he gets very obsessed with things and so gambling was a big obsession point for him right. for a while which sounds really bad, but it was really just like watching YouTube videos and things like that. And he taught me how to play craps. There's still there's some math involved. And so yes. I I just did what he told me to do. But here's the thing. When we're playing at our dining room table, there's nobody screaming at you to, like, not move your elbow or reach over the thing. I got yelled at so many times playing craps. So it combined the two things I hate, getting in trouble and math. And so for those (laughs) reasons, I'm for sure out.
0: There's also a lot going on on a craps table. Like, there's – you have the dice – but there's, like, nine other people with stuff going on, yes. and there's a lot. And then all of a sudden, the, the croupier comes out, and he takes everything, sweeps it all off. Like, house one. And then
1: you're just out $100. bucks. <laughs> you are like, I, I didn't even know we were playing. <laughs> so that's, for all those reasons, is also why I'm not in Vegas for Super Bowl week. Because I can think of nothing that just... The only thing I would be there for is the football, and the football is such a minor part yeah. of the Super Bowl week experience, so I, you know, I, I removed myself.
0: Plus, Taylor's not singing. Yeah, so... we so exactly. Uh, we're, all week long, we're bumping with Taylor Swift. Oh, uh, I love it. I, I love it so much. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and again, I'm just sticking it to the bros. It's what I'm doing. As you should. Including my son, my older son, who can't stand it. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I'm. What's wrong? Here's the
1: thing. I... There's a great piece on the ringer.com from my friend Nora Princiati. Okay. I started reading it, I've got to finish it, but it's about the wagascence, the renaissance of the wags, <laughs> and how like the Taylor Swiftification of the NFL right. is really the culmination of just a more prominent piece of women being represented in the NFL, specifically like the wives and girlfriends sure. of the players. And I love it. I mean, shoot, this morning, Brittany Mahomes was announced as being a rookie for the SI Swimsuit Edition coming out. Yeah. Really? Brittany Mahomes is in it. Also, uh, Christian Juszczyk has been designing clothes, and that has been gaining traction all year.
0: She got the the NFL to allow her to use, like, the logos and colors on jackets. So I think the jacket that Taylor's been wearing, with the jacket with Travis Kelsey's, the red Chiefs colors— That's good. They're going to be selling those.
1: Yeah. Well, so they're auctioning off. I saw this morning she made a Super Bowl vest that has, like, the Super Bowl logo Mm -hmm. on it, and that's being auctioned off. But, like, I just think it is so cool the way that women are being represented in the game and not just as, like, arm candy. Like, it's like here are these incredibly accomplished women who also have incredibly talented and accomplished partners that are playing on the field. but. Hey, they've got their own thing going on, and they're showing up to support their partners, and their partners are supporting them right back. And I just think that has been the coolest piece of this NFL season.
0: Two things: first, uh, I want you on TV, so slide over a little bit towards me. I'm just, you I just saw- got in
1: here and got so comfortable. I'm I should all- really you- just put my feet up on the desk. <laughs>
0: you can do that. Really, just actually, you could do that if you wanted right now. Uh, I'm, a, I'm also a stage manager. Uh, and the second is why wasn't Travis at the Grammys?
1: Because he's got a schedule to keep. Look, he they had to fly to what they flew to Vegas that night. You so think Andy Reid, yeah. yeah, I believe so. You think Andy Reid yeah. in the week of the biggest game of the season is saying, you know what, Travis, you can take your own flight <laughs> to L.A. so that you can support your girlfriend. And then you just pop they, on over to Vegas. A this a isn't a preseason drive. game. They could have sent a car. What if he got in a
0: car accident? Okay. Uh, there, there's so many variables.
1: There's Just so many, many variables. You're not going to mess up a good thing in the most important week of the season.
0: Brooke Pryor from ESPN is joining us here. All right, I teased it. So have you and Mike Tomlin made up? Um, Sure. There's, <laughs> you know, he's First never. All, it, was a, it was a perfectly good question, Thank which you. I think we've talked about yeah. before anyway, to, because there was so much speculation about would he be. I guess stepping down because I don't think the Steelers are going to fire him. No, um, so would would his tenure with Pittsburgh be ending? Uh, even though he's never had a losing season, which is remarkable. Uh, but I thought the question was legitimate. But he walked out. I think he just had places to go.
1: Right. Uh, Here is the thing. It it was the right time for the question because as, as I have explained to people that I went to elementary school with that have not talked to me in 20 years that are like, hey, was that you? I would they get your number? (laughs) Facebook. It's a (laughs) wild thing. The DMs were really going off, or the PMs, whatever they're called on Facebook. Um, At that point in time, the only thing that matters is the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers immediately after a playoff loss, right? It does not matter why Mason Rudolph threw a pick in the end zone. It doesn't matter why the run game didn't get going. They don't have anything to fix for the next game. There Mm. is no next game. Right. The most important thing that's next is what's Mike Tomlin doing? That's what we've been wondering all season. And yes, he was going to talk to us at some point later that week, but it's important to understand what his frame of mind is and at least get that question out there. Because I also think it's worth noting at no point during the season, did any of us on the Steelers beat ask him during a weekly press conference, if he, what he thought his future was going to be in Pittsburgh, because there's a time and a place for those questions. And it's, after the season is over it's it was going to be asked of course in the weekly press conference coming or the or the, the season wrap up press right. conference but in that moment the only thing that i wanted to know and that the fans wanted to know and that anybody wanted to know is what is mike tomlin going to do and there had been speculation for weeks mm-hmm. about it and so my theory with those things is like let's nip it in the bud let's right. ask the person that's being speculated about and We'll then spend the next 24 or 48 hours just parsing through every single word, body language, all that stuff, which I think is why he walked out, because he didn't want to tip his hat one way or the other. He didn't want to go through the, the, the parsing of the language of the facial expression, all of that. So we walked out, which then gave us a whole lot more stuff to talk about, right. which he then got back in the locker room the next day at the team meeting and said, I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. So he was going to address it quickly regardless, but you've got to get out in front of that news cycle. You've got to mm-hmm. to spin it forward, and that's what spun it forward.
0: I had no problem. Uh, first of all, your editorial judgment from my perspective is great, so I had no problem at all with the question. Uh, I'm glad you asked it. Uh, I'm sad that he walked out, right? I mean, that, that was a, a rare, uh, you know, not a cool moment for Mike Thomas.
1: I've been covering this team. This was my fifth season. He has been asked any number of absurd questions, <laughs> uh, and he has never walked out before. So that that was a new one. Uh, when that happens in the moment, my first thought was, "All right, wow, this is great. Like I've got a lot of material to do a, a hit with." And then it kind of sunk in. Like there's the adrenaline going, yeah. and then it kind of sinks in. Like, oh wow, that that maybe was not that good and we've just unleashed an insane news cycle and i knew as soon as those facebook messages from the elementary school people started popping in that it was it was going to be a bigger deal than i initially thought it was in the moment where i thought well you know maybe him walking off is is, is a thousand words and that's better and it, it it was good and bad it it made that week much crazier than i thought it was going to
0: be <laughs> well um it is uh, it is, you got on tv a lot
1: there is that. <laughs> and, you know, no press is bad press, right?
0: Is it, isn't right. that what they say? Yes. Uh, all publicity is good publicity. Exactly. Brooke Pryor from ESPN. All right. Before we get to the game, uh, did what surprised you from the coaching carousel? You know, I I was thinking about this on the drive over here.
1: I will tell you what I am not surprised by that I think everybody else is surprised by, and that's Bill Belichick not having a job. hmm I am not surprised that he did not land anywhere, and that's because I think that he has a similar issue to the one that Mike Tomlin had at points in the season. And I say that because Art Rooney, in in his end-of-season wrap-up, told us that he thinks Mike Tomlin is still getting through to the players, and the players respect him, and that's why he's the head coach. But when I look at some of the fractures that were happening in that locker room and then I hear Mm -hmm. players like Najee Harris say, gosh, something has to change with the discipline and the structure because guys are just, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I look at that and I think that there's a link between Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick in that. And that's that the next generation of players respond differently. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the standard or the aura of this you know, czar like head coach the 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 lore of Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin. Like Mike Tomlin is still, I think, more effective than Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick, from all that I know about him, has never been the Mike Tomlin like love on you, tear you right. down, build you back up. Like he's he's not a, as personable as Mike Tomlin. I think that Mike Tomlin can adjust more, and I think that he has more there to that he can build on to touch those guys. But Bill Belichick, I think it's just it the message isn't the same. It doesn't have the same impact on this next generation of guys. These are the guys that have been told since they were in like pee wee football that they are the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. And they have been given everything. And then you get to the NFL and <laughs> you're it's very much the 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 small fish in a big pond situation. And they don't respond to that well. Like, you've got to have more of the the motivator guys, the guys that are more in touch with the younger generation. And it doesn't mean that Bill Belichick's not a good coach. It doesn't mean that everything he's done is invalidated. Like, he's absolutely one of the best of all time, if not the best coach yeah. of all time. But the game is changing. The players playing the game are changing. The locker room dynamics are changing. And that kind of coach that's removed, that relies on the – well, I'm on the Mount Rushmore of coaches. Of mm-hmm. course you should listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> of course I know what I'm doing. Right. That doesn't have, the, that 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 gravitas doesn't carry as much weight with the next generation. That's why I think it, it didn't fit anywhere.
0: I think also the, the way that the sport is going with a heavy uh, emphasis on uh, data and things like that, Bill wants to be in charge of everything. So, anywhere Bill went, he was going to have yep. to, they were either going to have to clean house of some play, of some personnel. Uh, but I actually think that Dallas would have been a good fit because there's the head coach and then there's the owner.
1: There are fewer things to clean out in Dallas, but I still look at that
0: culture fit. And oh, I don't I just, think he would like it. That's, but that's the only place where I think the dynamic could work. Because Bill, they've got a good enough team. Yeah.
1: Oh, they absolutely
0: right? have the talent on yeah. the team. By the way, I want Rex Ryan to get the defensive coordinator job there. I want that.
1: I mean, it would be it would be a show. It would yeah. be a reality show. I I don't think that they're qual. I don't think that they would fit the hard knocks criteria. But man, I would love that. Just Jerry likes being on TV. Yeah. They love all the publicity. Give me just a Rex Ryan GoPro so that I can see <laughs> all of his
0: fights with Mike McCarthy. That's all I want. Back in the day when when I was a Jets fan, I liked Rex Ryan as the head coach. I was the guy that thought he was a good head coach. He went to the NF- AFC Championship game his first two years there with Mark Sanchez at quarterback. And that that's a feat. Yeah. That was I mean, tremendous. Maybe the best coaching job in Jets history, uh, including Weeb Bubanks winning the Super Bowl. All right. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. This is, in many ways, Brady and Belichick. Um, with a Hawaiian shirt, yeah.
1: <laughs> with a Hawaiian shirt and a, ch- and a cheeseburger, yeah. With
0: Nuggies. <laughs> um, I mean, is can you close your eyes and see him losing because of the how good Mahomes
1: is? No, I, I was thinking about this, too. Like, we had to submit our picks um, on ESPN for our who we thought was going to win the Super Bowl and the MVP, and I went Chiefs-Mahomes because you're a fool to bet against Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Like, I know that Lamar was the player a couple weeks ago that threw and caught his own pass. right? But Patrick Mahomes could probably do something that like that too if it meant that that's what he had to do to win the Super Bowl. Like, right. he just, he has another level and tier that nobody else has, and he finds ways... To motivate himself to keep that chip on his shoulder in a situation where it's like, man, you have everything going for you. How in the world do you feel slighted? Right. But like the Chiefs are doing that. I mean, I believe they're underdogs. At yeah. least they were at one point. You know, point, point and a half. Exactly. That's all they need to to fire themselves up. I mean, I I felt kind of silly. Uh, before the AFC championship game when Justin Tucker was messing around and, and Mahomes and Kelsey were, you know, I think Travis Kelsey picked up the helmet and threw it and the tee and threw it. And I thought, oh, well, now Justin Tucker is going to hit a 75-yard game-winning field goal. I thought that would happen. And then I thought, you fool, that is not what's going to happen. This is this is the moment that Patrick Mahomes is going to take as, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use that and just become this, like, super villain and – beat the Ravens in Baltimore, and that's exactly what happened. Him and Travis Kelsey just yeah. absolutely went off, and so I think that it, no no matter what the matchup says on paper, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to win this game, although I will say I was present for the Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes lost. I was covering that down in Tampa, and that felt so unfathomable, but it was the way that that defense played that just absolutely gave him no time to throw right if the 49ers defense can do that if Nick Bosa has a good game and just absolutely wrecks that offensive line the 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 Chiefs line gets penalties called on them holding calls false starts you name it I think the 49ers make it close but that to me that felt like an aberration that 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 loss that they had to Tampa in the Super Bowl and I feel like Playoff Mahomes is just so, (laughs) unless he just happens to have an off day, you can't beat him. Here's
0: the thing about when I look at this game, Mahomes is the best player on the field. Either Travis Kelsey or Christian McCaffrey is the next best player. Yeah. But in terms of offensive players I'm talking about here, San Francisco might have the next four, right? Whether it's Debo Samuel, given health. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, maybe not the next four, but then the, the next three, um, because then you get to Isaiah Pacheco. We still don't know if Kansas City has a reliable wide receiver. They haven't necessarily needed it in the playoffs because Pacheco has been great. Um, and by the way, that Chiefs loss in the Super Bowl, they had two like offensive tackles. One of which used to play for the Panthers mm-hmm. Mike Rimmers was Remmers was the one of the starting offensive tackles. They were hurt, really hurt on the offensive line. um but yeah, I mean Mahomes just kind of he controls the game, yeah, more than
1: any other quarterback in the sport to me when when I put it in, I was just thinking about this like in its award season, so in Oscar's terms, the chiefs have the best actor, and Patrick Mahomes. They have the best director in and Andy Reid, and they're going to win Best Picture. But the 49ers have the best ensemble cast and the best supporting actors, but it's not going to be enough to push them over the edge. It's going to be, this feels like it's going to be like the a Moonlight and uh, and La La Land situation where it's going to be neck and neck. Maybe Moonlight and the ensemble comes out and wins, uh, but uh, the, the Chiefs feel like, they do kind of feel like La La Land that they should win. They have all of all of the best of the best. I
0: don't know enough about like movies, but it, you just described the 49ers as like Ocean's Eleven. I'm here for Ocean's Eleven. I don't know if they're as funny yep. as uh, as Ocean's Eleven, but I'm I'm a big fan of. I
1: like uh, that. I like that a lot. Uh, and, my, and I mean, it's a, isn't Ocean's? Is it? Does it take place in Vegas? Oh yeah. So, yeah. See that all, works. All three.
0: I have clearly no, the only second one, seen... The second one takes place in Europe.
1: I have only seen the one with all women, which was in New York at the Met Gala. I know. I, I need to go back and watch all the other ones. I, was it Ocean's 8? That Ocean's was a, 8, Yeah, yes. that, that's the one I've seen. They tried. I liked it because I couldn't Ocean's compare 8. it to the other ones.
0: There you go. Oh, no. Um, I liked all three. They'll, I'll If it's on at like 2 o'clock in the morning... That's your go-to. It's keeping me up. Better than it's, an infomercial. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Brooke Pryor. Uh, so your pick is the Chiefs? I can't believe we're out of time.
1: Yeah, I'm going I'm going the Chiefs because because my my brain knows better. My heart wants to see a new storyline. My heart wants to see Brock Purdy. But I I know better.
0: My wife's Forty Nine ers fan. She's not happy. She 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 fears the worst. It's gonna be a the tough worst. day for her. She fears the worst. I do too. Uh, but I've been wrong a lot. Thank you very much for coming in, Brooke of Pryor course. from ESPN covers the Steelers. We will talk to you again soon. Hopefully, absolutely. 100%. Welcome one hundred percent. as long home. as you
1: don't walk out on
0: me. Okay, I would not. I would never do that. Oh, I would never do that. Never uh, ever, I'll, Brooke. Never. Will, I'll answer the questions.